0: chapter three two of gargantua and pantagruel book three by francois rabelais this librivox recording is in the public domain how Panurge was made laird of Salmagondin in dipsody and did waste his revenue before it came in whilst pantagruel was giving order for the government of all dipsody he assigned to panerge the lairdship of Salmagondon, which was yearly worth six billion seven hundred and eighty nine million one hundred and six thousand seven hundred and eighty nine reals of certain rent besides the uncertain revenue of the locusts and periwinkles amounting one year with another to the value of four hundred and thirty five thousand seven hundred and sixty eight or two million four hundred and thirty five thousand seven hundred and sixty nine French crowns of Berry. Sometimes it did amount to one billion two hundred and thirty million five hundred and fifty four thousand three hundred and twenty one seraphs when it was a good year, and that locusts and periwinkles were in request, but that was not every year. Now his worship the new laird husbanded this his estate so providently well and prudently that in less than fourteen days he wasted and dilapidated all the certain and uncertain revenue of his lordship for three whole years yet did not he properly dilapidated as you might say in founding of monasteries building of churches erecting of colleges and setting up of hospitals or casting his bacon-flitches to the dogs, but spent it in a thousand little banquets and jolly collations, keeping open house for all comers and goers, yea, to all good fellows, young girls, and pretty wenches, felling timber, burning great logs for the sale of the ashes, borrowing money beforehand, buying deer, selling cheap, and eating his corn, as it were, whilst it was but grass." Tantagruel, being advertised of this, his lavishness, was in good sooth no way offended at the matter, angry nor sorry, for I once told you, and again tell it you, that he was the best little great good man that ever girded a sword to his side. He took all things in good part and interpreted every action to the best sense. He never vexed nor disquieted himself, with the least pretense of dislike to anything, because he knew that he must have most grossly abandoned the divine mansion of reason if he had permitted his mind to be never so little grieved, afflicted, or altered at any occasion whatsoever. For all the goods that the heaven covereth and that the earth containeth, in all their dimensions of height, depth, breadth, and length, are not of so much worth as that we should for them disturb or disorder our affections trouble or perplex our senses or spirits he drew only panurge aside and then making to him a sweet remonstrance and mild admonition very gently represented before him in strong arguments that if he should continue in such an unthrifty course of living and not become a better it would prove altogether impossible for him or at least hugely difficult at any time to make him rich rich answered panurge have you fixed your thoughts there have you undertaken the task to enrich me in this world set your mind to live merrily in the name of god and good folks let no other cark nor care be harbored within the sanctified domicile of your celestial brain may the calmness and tranquillity thereof be never incommodated with or overshadowed by any frowning clouds of sullen imaginations and displeasing annoyance for if you live joyful merry jocund and glad i cannot be but rich enough everybody cries up thrift thrift and good husbandry but many speak of robin hood that never shot in his bow, and talk of that virtue of mesnagerie, who know not what belongs to it. It is by me that they must be advised. From me, therefore, take this advertisement and information that what is imputed to me for a vice have been done in imitation of the University and Parliament of Paris, places in which is to be found the true spring and source of the lively idea of pantheology, and all manner of justice let him be counted a heretic that doubteth thereof and doth not firmly believe it yet they in one day eat up their bishop or the revenue of the bishopric is it not all one for a whole year yea sometimes for two this is done on the day he makes his entry and is installed nor is there any place for an excuse for he cannot avoid it unless he would be hooted at and stoned for his parsimony it hath been also esteemed an act flowing from the habit of the four cardinal virtues of prudence in borrowing money beforehand for none knows what may fall out who is able to tell if the world shall last yet three years but although it should continue longer is there any man so foolish as to have the confidence to promise himself three years what fool so confident to say that he shall live one other day of commutative justice in buying dear i say upon trust and selling goods cheap that is for ready money what says cato in his book of husbandry to this purpose the father of a family says he must be a perpetual seller by which means it is impossible but that at last he shall become rich if he have of vendible ware enough still ready for sale of distributive justice it doth partake in giving entertainment to good remark good and gentle fellows whom fortune had shipwrecked like ulysses upon the rock of a hungry stomach without provision of sustenance and likewise to the good remark the good and young wenches for according to the sentence of hippocrates youth is impatient of hunger chiefly if it be vigorous lively frolic brisk stirring and bouncing which want and last as willingly and heartily devote themselves to the pleasure of honest men and are in so far both platonic and ciceronian that they do acknowledge their being born into this world not to be for themselves alone but that in their proper persons their acquaintance may claim one share and their friends another the virtue of fortitude appears therein by the cutting down and overthrowing of the great trees like a second milo making havoc of the dark forest, which did serve only to furnish dens, caves, and shelter to wolves, wild boars and foxes, and afford receptacles, withdrawing corners and refuges to robbers, thieves, and murderers, lurking holes and skulking places for cut-throat assassinators, secret obscure shops for corners of false money, and safe retreats for heretics laying them even and level with the plain champagne fields and pleasant heathy ground at the sound of the hope-boys and bagpipes playing reeks with the high and stately timber and preparing seats and benches for the eve of the dreadful day of judgment i gave thereby proof of my temperance in eating my corn whilst it was but grass like a hermit feeding upon salads and roots that so affranchising myself from the yoke of sensual appetites to the utter disclaiming of their sovereignty i might the better reserve somewhat in store for the relief of the lame blind crippled maimed needy poor and wanting wretches in taking this course i save the expense of the weed grubbers who gain money of the reapers in harvest time who drink lustily and without water of gleaners who will expect their cakes and bannocks of threshers who leave no garlic scallions leeks nor onions in our gardens by the authority of festylus in virgil and of the millers who are generally thieves and of the bakers who are little better is this small saving or frugality besides the mischief and damage of the field-mice the decay of barns and the destruction usually made by weasels and other vermin of corn in the blade you may make good green sauce of a light concoction and easy digestion which recreates the brain and exhilarates the animal spirits rejoiceth the sight openeth the appetite delighteth the taste comforteth the heart tickleth the tongue cheereth the countenance striking a fresh and lively colour strengthening the muscles tempers the blood disburdens the midriff refresheth the liver disobstructs the spleen easeth the kidneys suppleth the reins quickens the joints of the back cleanseth the urine conduits dilates the spermatic vessels shortens the cremasters purgeth the bladder puffeth up the genitories correcteth the prepuce hardens the nut and rectifies the member it will make you have a current belly to trot far, dung piss sneeze cough spit belch spew yawn snuff blow breathe snort sweat and set taut your robin with a thousand other rare advantages i understand you very well says pantagruel you would thereby infer that those of a mean spirit and shallow capacity have not the skill to spend much in a short time you are not the first in whose conceit that heresy hath entered nero maintained it and above all mortals admired most his uncle caius caligula for having in a few days by a most wonderfully pregnant invention totally spent all the goods and patrimony which tiberius had left him but instead of observing the sumptuous supper curbing laws of the romans to wit the orchia the phania the didia the licinia the cornelia the the lepidiana the antia and of the corinthians by the which they were inhibited under pain of great punishment not to spend more in one year than their annual revenue did amount to you have offered up the oblation of Protervia, which was with the romans such a sacrifice as the paschal lamb was amongst the jews wherein all that was eatable was to be eaten and the remainder to be thrown into the fire without reserving anything for the next day i may very justly say of you as Cato did of albidius who after that he had by a most extravagant expense wasted all the means and possessions he had to one only house he fairly set it on fire that he might the better say consummatum est even just as since his time saint thomas aquinas did when he had eaten up the whole lamprey, although there was no necessity in it. End of chapter 3-2